Predictable Podcasts. Predictable Podcasts. There's a million of them out there. Dabbling about the same old boring stuff. But trust me, my friend, this is not one of them. This is Diary of a Bald Man. He's bald, and he's completely off his damn rocker, and I love that about him. Safety, dinosaurs, relationships, the many uses of a can of Raid in the bedroom. Hold on. Did I uh, read that right? What the... What the f*** happened there? All right. <clears throat> Let's do this. Welcome to Diary of a Bald Man. Yeah. Now your host, the cue ball himself, Alan Wooford. Hey, today's recording date is March 13th, 2022, and you're listening to Alan Wolford on Diary of a Bald Man. So, how are you? I ask you this because it's been an unusual week, and I want you to reflect on it and say, hey, you know, there were some high points, there were some low points, and then there were points I don't even want to remember. But part of our memory is what makes things go great. You know, if you think about it, even the bad shit that happens in our lives has some good anchor points to it, right? It, it either helps us reflect and prevent from doing that again, or when somebody else comes up and says, hey, you know, this occurred, that occurred. Um, you know, I ran into this wall. I couldn't move forward because of this. You could say, hold on a second. Been there, done that. And today, you know, I'm just reflecting on all these things that happened this week. So one of the top things one of my friends, Dr. Pat Ballone, if you Google her, you know, you're going to be surprised. I mean, she is actually a physician. Uh, she's been involved in medicine for quite some time. She's a certified functional medicine practitioner, coach, chiropractor, speaker, and author. And her update to her book, you know, just came out. And if you're not familiar with it, it's called Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? Now, that may sound a little strange, but had I had the opportunity to have her book, back 2007, 2008, when I was weighing 330 pounds and selling shade, you know, from my chin and from my multiple layers of stomachs, I could have went through this book, looked through it, and just by answering the simple questions, said, holy crap, you know, my magnesium's low. I'm not craving chocolate. I'm not craving sweets. It's these little things that her book helps pick up. And through that book, you know, I was reflecting because she sent me a copy. She sent, you know, copies to others as well to evaluate and look at it. And I looked at the trends and patterns and said, that was me back then. You know, where the hell? And I always ask her this when I get on the phone with her or if we're engaged in a conversation, you know, why the hell didn't you put this out sooner? You know, and that's what the diary is about. We reflect, right? What did we do? What could we add along with Dr. Papillon's book to friends of ours or severely obese or have eating disorders, or have a multiple uh, events and issues, you know, whether it's Hashimoto's or a thyroid, some other thyroid issue, diabetes, things like that. Well, that's why we're sick, fat, and tired. I mean, you know, we've got a lot going on. 2021 made it worse with COVID being locked up, so people would just graze through everything that was in the house. And, you know, some of those conditions were brought on by stress, cortisol levels, simple things. 
So while you're listening to the podcast, look down. Can you see your pecker? Can you see your feet? If not, you may have a weight issue. Or, you know, when you go to get your airline ticket and they have you step on a luggage scale. I had to do that once. I shit you not. It was so embarrassing flying from Alaska back here to the lower 48. I was so heavy that I had to step on the scale that was designed for luggage. So I didn't think nothing about it because I was grazing. I was going through all the stressors and the cortisol levels were just shit ton, you know, and all the stuff was going on. And because the way it creeped up on me, I didn't even know. So I, I mean, I kept buying larger shirts, larger pants, you know, and then what really got to me was when you get on the aircraft and they hand you a seatbelt extension, right? So Again, when you think about this and you reflect on your diary, your own life, there are actually people out there with severe physical impairments. You know, they, they were born large, whatever the case may be. But there is a way to fight and take it back. You could get Dr. Pat Ballone's book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? Or do like I did. Go to my physician because I saw I was getting overweight. They were giving me medications for the heart, for the stress, and everything I was going on. And then pointed at a graph and said, you got five years to live with the way you're going. That was my initiator. That was the trend that, you know, started me going was seeing the scale and then where it all ended. And I said, what does that mean? And there's like, well, look at your, you know, your blood tests. Look at this compared to these people. All these people are dead. And you're climbing that ladder yourself. So in my diary on this episode of Saints and Sinners, I'm reflecting in that mirror. You know, I still have some of the clothes the wife was helping me get rid of the other day because where we're preparing to move, we were looking. I was looking at 3X shirts, pants that were 38. I wear a 34 now, and it's falling off my non-existent ass. So my wife's saying, let's step to a size 32. You know, when, when we hold on to some of these things to help us remember where we came from, you know, don't always reflect on your past. Look at where you're going. Look at your path forward. But let that be something to train and educate you on. And, you know, when you think about it, you're looking in this mirror and you reflect on yourself. Are you the same person you were yesterday or are you better? Are you getting worse? What's keeping you that way? There's simple things out there, people. It could be simple mineral intake. How much water you drink? Depression is caused by a chemical imbalance. It's caused by environment. Learn to change these things. And that's what today's episode of Saints and Sinners is. Do you need to change or do you need to change it in the eyes of others? And we'll get back to that after this word from our supporter. Hello, you're listening to Alan Wooford on Diary of a Bald Man. This episode is powered by Josh and Lori Philpot, the owners of Crater City Inc. in Middlesboro, Kentucky. Visit them on Facebook or CraterCityInc.com. While Alan can and does cause trauma to your mind. Josh and Lori can add art and beauty to your life and body through ink therapy and body piercing. Once the ringing between your ears has stopped and you've recovered from the bald man's rambling, go to mindandconstantmotion.com and submit your comments or suggestions. Now, sit back, shut up, and enjoy the show.
Okay, and we're back. So, again, this episode's called Saints and Sinners. So, to get you into the mindset, you know, we were talking about Dr. Papillon. I'm not calling her a saint. I'm not calling her a sinner. Yeah, I'm not judging anything. But think about this. I'm going to give you a couple of names. And what's the first thing that comes to mind? Now, some of those that have theological backgrounds or higher education in, in the histories of, you know, people that impacted. Uh, and, and what's going to surprise you, you know, I, I'm not throwing in the Ukraine bit, but where some of these people started in the Ukraine, there's a lot of history out there that people are not aware of. But I'm going to give you five names, and I want you to reflect on what you think or you know makes him a saint or a sinner. Olga of Kiev, Vladimir the Great, Mary of Egypt, and Bartolo Longo. Now, for a lot of you, those names are not going to have any reference. They're not going to mean a damn thing to you. I'm a history buff. I love history. I, I love, you know, things about the past. Because if you remember, everything from the past comes back. You know, that's why they call them revolutions. They're bringing up old standards, old ideas, old cultures. We try to get engaged and get involved with these things. But one of the things that may surprise you is as famous as these people are, they were just as infamous prior to what they're known for now. And a lot of people never think about that. They think about, you know, people that are impacting the environment. I mean, you know, they're thinking about people today that are on TikTok, right? You see all these people on TikTok. My wife uses it. She loves it. it it's a great way for her when she's into crafting or some of the stuff she does for her business. She'll connect with other individuals of a like mindset you know, and get her head wrapped around a, a new way to process a shirt or a new way to work on a, a cup. But on the other side, the dark side, other people say, well, TikTok is for people that have, you know, basically low self-esteem or they thrive for attention or they thrive for this. And that's that vision that they have. It's not a reflection. They just go in and they judge these people based off items that they put up. And let me tell you, I watch a lot of them with my wife. She shares a lot with me and they're funny as hell. And some of them, it, it's just a great way. You know, not everybody's going to get on YouTube and look up videos on how to do embossing or how to do vinyl or do the things that my wife and her sister and her family business truly enjoy, you know? And so they get in these young ladies or men. There's a lot of men out there. If you're interested in hobbies, woodcraft stuff, TikTok's got it. But what they what they see in between is TikTok, you know, through an algorithm or something. I'll throw up something similar. Maybe a person with similar interests. It's got the same music, whatever it is. So when people are viewing this and they see it, they're like, wow, that, all that girl's dance, doing is dancing with their tits out saying, oh, I like older men. Or, oh, I like bearded guys. Or, oh, I like this. Or, oh, I like that. And their very first thing, instead of, considering that like others are they're just sharing something to cheer you up they're just setting something out there to make you laugh or to enjoy they're being judged it's like you're a hoe you know you got your tits and your ass out there you want attention well everybody wants attention everybody does i do my wife my friends you know there are some people that say oh i don't like that i think this is wrong you know and again they're not reflecting on themselves. They're looking at how they are. And then they're throwing that onto somebody else. They're a damn sinner. Fuck them. One of the things people have to stop doing is worrying about what other people think about. 
you know, these people on TikTok, YouTube, whatever it is, whatever medium you choose to listen and enjoy like the wife and I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I see some of these videos, but I'm not sitting there judging saying, well, that, per that person's seeking attention. That person's doing this. Because, you know, like it is with any sinner or saint, we've all done something wrong in the eyes of somebody else, right? And again, that's not a reflection on us. That's their interpretation of what you say hey, or I do or the things that go in. You know, they talk about, well, if you do this, you're paying it forward, you know, for somebody else. Because if they view you doing it and they're of a person of a like mind, they're going to do it too. They're going to stop a moment and help. You know, we do this in safety all the time. Um, I'll go into a client's facility and I'll be like, holy shit, I don't know how there's not, you know, half a dozen amputees, you know, more fatalities and stuff like that. But when you're in that mindset, when you're in that environment all the time, you don't see the things that outsiders see as hazards or outsiders see as being, oh, I need attention. I'm starving for this because they're living in their world, you know, and, and these are the way the things are around them. You know, we can't judge based off our history or our past. So when I mentioned the five individuals, and, and all this is coming back around, everybody saw these five individuals bad. Olga Kiev, she was a murderer and a cold-hearted torture-turned-saint. She went in and wiped out hundreds, maybe thousands of individuals because of what they did to her family. You know, Vladimir the Great was forced to run from his country and then returned and killed his own half-brothers to go and bring his father back. You know, his father was killed. He went out. He knew what he wanted. And back then, the only way to do it, because when he tried to negotiate, that didn't work. So Vladimir just went bad. I mean, he went completely rogue. Mary, Mary of Egypt, was a prostitute from the time she was 12 until she was 29. And most of the time, she didn't even get paid for it, according to history. Not that I know personally. I'm not judging. I'm not saying. But the people that knew her was like, hell, you know, she was a seductress. When she took a boat to go on a pilgrimage, she seduced the entire group on the boat, according to historical records. Then when she tried to enter the church, when she got to where she's going, she physically couldn't do it. I mean, it was like there was an invisible shield. Something prevented her from going in. And then Bartolo Longo. Bartolo this dude was out there. He was a satanic priest. You're going to have to look him up. But what all these people did, whether they murdered, executed, rape, pillage, plunder. I mean, Mary was a prostitute. She attempted to seduce everybody. You know, so when you're thinking about all these people that you're thinking starving for attention, you know, that are throwing out their tits and ass and whatever, trying to seduce and all, think about Mary of Egypt, because the one thing all five of these people now have in common is that they are saints. So the person you're judging when you're looking at that YouTube video, when you're looking at that TikTok, when you're looking at these things, you don't know where they came from. Mary of Egypt had to leave when she was 12. So imagine back then, you know, you, you had a lot of dysfunctional households compared to today's standards, right? You think, they didn't have this. They didn't have that. What were they left to? Their own devices, their own ideas. Where was Mary's mom? Was she not available? Maybe her mom had to prostitute to keep them alive. I mean, prostitution was one, one of the oldest and most historical trades there was outside of politics and outside of agriculture. 
You know, when we're reflecting on ourselves, are you prostituting? And don't say you're not, because if you're a professional in any industry, in any business, you are trying to dress the part. You try to talk the part. You're a TikTok whore. You're doing the same thing. You're trying to compel. You're trying to seduce. You're trying to bring in the same people that you want to sell to. So not only are you a whore, you ha- you're not even physically giving yourself except in a visual aspect. So you better hope that the end product justifies you doing the same thing. And what about Bartolo Longo, the satanic priest? You know, there's a lot of people back in the day were paganism. You know, because when Christianity was coming out, and this isn't a religious thing. It is in, in some regards because it's historical. But, you know, he he never saw the power of Christ or, you know, whatever your religious belief is. For some reason, even though he had religious family members, he thought that Lucifer, who was also an angel, you got to remember, Lucifer was cast from heaven. So he was cast from heaven into hell. And he thought, is that because of fear? What Was God afraid of Lucifer's power? Maybe that was his interpretation. Everybody interprets differently. How are you interpreting the message I'm giving to you now? Am I chewing your ass off for being a sinner? No. You're going to do great things. The hope is you live your life without worrying about if people are looking at you like a TikTok player. But don't downgrade yourself because like me, I used to be 330 pounds. I never thought I'd live past, you know, being 35, 36 years old. But by taking time to reflect on myself and seeing where I was going, yeah, was I happy? Yeah, yeah, to some degree. And that overshadowed the things that I couldn't change at the time. I Actually, I could. I just didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, because I, I didn't have TikTok. I didn't have all these others where I could gauge other people and say, wait a minute, they succeeded too. You know, um, when you have family members, family members a lot of times want to build you up and they want to support you. But when they see these destructive paths, they're like, oh, well, we tried to talk. We tried to do this. And, and sometimes their interpretation of what's going on is completely blindsided, not because they don't know what you're doing, that not the, what you're going through. It's just from their own personal experience. They never had to deal with something like that before. When my real mother, Linda, passed away while I was on Wake Island, you know, I, I shut down completely. Um, one, because I didn't know her and I could have. You know, the things I blamed her for, for not hunting me down. And I'm grateful to my wife for saying this. You could have done this shit too. You know, Rhonda has been an anchor. She has educated me so much, not on worldly stuff, but on myself. Things I could have done. Things I'm doing now. I mean, thanks to her. You know, this is one of the great things I am talking about. And we'll get back to the other portion. You know, yesterday was the first time in my life that I applied for a home loan to be a homeowner. Because previously in my mindset, you know, the home that she had prior to us getting married, it was perfect. I've never had anything like this. I didn't want to have things that when I died, you know, you pay a ton for. And in my mindset, because of being in the military and we moved all the time, I didn't want to pay for something and then worry about, you know, who's going to fight over it. What's going to happen? Who's going to be left paying the taxes? What if it falls apart? Can't do this. Can't do that. I worried about shit that didn't even exist. You know, that's why we plan as a couple. So, you know, when I tell you about Olga of Kiev and then her grandson, Vladimir, 
they overcame obstacles. Yes, it was volatile for what they had to do back then because that's the what they had to do in that time frame. You know, there, there wasn't a lot for bartering. Bartering was a huge way. A lot of people didn't have currency. They had gold coins. They had stuff because they paid taxes, right? You had to you had to pay to the kingdom. But then, you know, we look at Mary of Egypt prostituting Bartolo Longo, becoming satanic priest, because in these areas of our life where things have impacted us, we had to adjust by w the way we interpret and saw it. And my wife saw and interpreted my hesitation. And she said, if you never try this, you never try that, then that's on you. And like I said with Linda, I didn't know her when she died. Um, yeah, it was it was not a great childhood whatsoever. It was not as bad as many, many others, not even close. But it's the things we do or don't do. You know, we can be we can all be saints. What do you gotta do? Three miracles or something like that? I mean, depending on your religion. But do you really have to have that type of title? I mean, we're all sinners in the in the eyes of no matter who's watching over us, whether it's God or some other deity. We're all sinners. Because I know you're checking out my wife's ass. There ain't nothing wrong with that to me. You know, we all look at people walking by us. There's something that catches your eye. It may be your neighbor's wife or their house or that. You know, the, there's Ten Commandments for a reason. These are the things you're not supposed to do. But, you know, what about in our professional lives? You know, people will share. They will, they will contemplate. They will try to outdo one another instead of selling what they have, which is them. What is your knowledge? You know, could you sit down right now and could you write out a pamphlet and sell it as a consultant, similar to what I'm doing, and say, this is what I'm great at. But then because you're sinning, you know, two out of the three out of the list, you're trying to outdo your competitor. Okay, competition is great. You know, it's good when people have a choice because everybody views things in a different perspective. Hey, I'm going to go with Alan because I like the way he teaches. Another client will say, I like Alan, but he doesn't know shit about DOT. He doesn't know shit about, you know, this type of ergonomics. No, I'm a great safety. I'm a great trainer. I'm a great consultant. I get good feedback. But when I come to something I don't know, I don't understand, I'm not going to sin and say, yeah. And then I'm 10 minutes later, I'm Googling the shit out of a, how do I do a respiratory test? You know, give me the rainbow passage. Uh, how tight do the mask need to be? Is What kind of test do I need to administer for this? You know, if I'm truly good, you're truly good. You're the saint now. You're going to find the other sinner that knows that better than you. And we'll return in just a second. Promoting safety in any industry is difficult at best. No one wants to be injured, and no one wants to drink bad coffee. In the words of Mitchell Wilson, president of WorkZone Coffee, our mission here is to provide great-tasting coffee while promoting a culture of awareness through our support for workplace safety by volunteering, sponsoring, and donating to safety organizations around the country. On July 28, 2021, WorkZone Coffee joined the National Safety Council. WorkZone Coffee Company shares the National Safety Council's mission to eliminate the leading causes of preventable death and injury, focusing on emerging issues in the workplace where fatalities are on the rise. So, before you start your day, plan, prepare, communicate, engage, and support a safer work environment with WorkZone Coffee. Coffee. 
There's sinners and saints and everything. One of the things you have to look at is don't try to be something you're not. You know, I tried to do that for years. My wife called me out on it. Hey, you're not this. You know, this is when I started Safety Seconds. Did I provide good service? Yes. Uh, did I have good feedback? Outstanding. Outstanding. But what my wife could see, and I couldn't because I was so involved in everything I was doing, I didn't know how to sell shit. I didn't have follow-up because I'd never ran that kind of business before. I've had multiple businesses. You know, I had a retail shop for law enforcement. Parents and I had in Georgia back in the day. Uh, did some training and consulting prior to the safety seconds. And I was successful at it, but those were fillers. I had a full-time job. I did not properly prepare for when I departed the job where I met my wife. And so I put us into some financial stress because not having that constant income, my wife was a saint. She said, try it, make good money on thing. Then suddenly people dried up. And that's the way, that's the nature of the beast. But if I had properly prepared for my exit to go into that and spoke with my wife and said, hey, honey, you know, what do we need for this? Uh, what, what type of blanket do we need financially? Uh, can we handle this if I'm doing that? I didn't do that because as a sinner, I thought of myself. And I did. I, did I succeed? In some areas, yes. My name got put out there. So where I'm consulting now and where I've worked out, others were like, oh yeah, I heard you did this, you know, for Smithfield Foods, or I heard you did this for Kellogg's, or I heard you did this for PPG. You got a great name in the industry. People know you. You've traveled, you've been around. We need that diverse background. But being a sinner, it cost me and cost my wife, you know, it put us in financial stress. Not much because my wife wasn't going to let that happen, you know, but I didn't have the knowledge and I didn't have the training. So that goes back to what I was telling you previously. When you're dressing up to the nines and you're looking in that mirror and you're ready to tick-top pimp your ass out to the people around you, and I need to be direct with you, are you doing yourself and them any favor? Should you dress down? And I bring this up a lot because as a consultant, you have to know where you're going. You have to know the people you're talking to. If you're going into a construction site, you wear a suit, they're immediately going to start saying, God, let's get this over. Because you didn't consider the environment in which you're trying to sell or the environment that you're trying to work with. You are showing them something that you don't see outside there. And they've seen insurance people and engineers walk a site. But for what you're doing, are you displaying the right thing? Or, you know, are you giving them something else to look at that's outside of their box and they're going to, some of them will have regrets immediately because you don't fit and not that you should fit. If you're going to do it, do it differently. Get out there, you know, wear your boots, make sure they're dirty because, you know, a lot of people say your first impression of a person is by their footwork. Well, that is true in a business sense, but if you go out in the field and they see brand new boots, they're not scuffed and stuff. They're going to say, you're not truly a worker to communicate without being visually looked at and say, oh, you're a whore. You have to dress as the other whores. To be successful, you have to know how they talk. You know, to be successful, you have to know the time constraints. You have to know these things. So, you know, going back to those last five, Bartolo Longo, we talked about him being, you know, a, a satanic priest. When he knew that he was selling to the wrong crowd, was when it became depressed. You know, people that, that are doing stuff that 
are not conducive with their own emotional well-being or physical well-being, right? Dr. Pat Ballone's book's not going to help you with this. But when you see you're becoming depressed, you're becoming um, malcontent, you're having trouble communicating and stuff. I'm not saying it's Lucifer. What I'm saying is you're in the wrong environment. You're going from saint to sinner because if you keep doing the same thing over and over and it has no positive results, you're sinning. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be happy. There's some freaky shit out there that make people happy. But are you hurting someone? You know, if you're into nudism, stuff like that, okay, that's because you're comfortable. And I, I, I bring that up because people that were downplaying, you know, the TikTokers that were talking about, hey, go out and do this, go out and do that. Get outside of your comfort zone. Sometimes you have to. But remember what happened to Bartolo Longo. He kept pushing this because he thought Lucifer was an angel just like everybody else. And he was resistant to that change. But then he saw when he started to degrade and people around him degrade and things happening, it was time for him to go a different way. He, and he did. He's a saint. Look it up. I don't want to look on the internet and see your name where you went to prison and then you, you found the Lord and you came out and did all that. It happens. You know, some people, they have to be encapsulated into one area due to the things they're doing before they see what's going on. You don't have to. You don't have to TikTok. Look in the mirror. What do you see? If you're not happy with something, I'm not saying go get Botox, go get stuff like that. You're supposed to get old. If it makes you feel better, do that because that's what's important. You know, because people judge, oh, you had liposuction, you had this, you're, you're getting implants, you get that, and they think it's for attention. No, the attention has to start with you. If you're not paying attention to you and you're happy and you don't care about the way people look at you, then fine, be that. But if you could truly look in the mirror and say, I want to do better for me, do that. Because you can't live in a world where other people are looking at you and judging you. You're not going to survive. Because just when you think you had your hair right, your clothes right, your shoes right, like I said, you go out onto a job site with penny loafers and shit like that, you're going to start reflecting off the faces that you see. Because they're going to be looking at you like you're hinky. Well, guess what you're going to do? Whatever you see, you're going to reflect. If you see negativity, you're going to reflect that negativity. You're going to go from where you thought you was being a saint by coming out here and doing great things to now you're sinning. And now, not only do you dress funny, you're scowling at them. They're going to take that to heart. Be true to yourself. Love yourself first. Don't worry about being a sinner or a saint. Worry about being you. You're going to be a saint if you do all the right things for you. Because if you're happy, you're going to reflect happy when other people are looking at you. If you're smiling, because you're content, because like, like with my wife, you know, she'll go out and she'll go shopping and she makes sure she looks good because that's what's going to, that's what she's going to reflect. If people go out and they're in a bad mood and they see her and they go, wow, you're beautiful. That changed their mindset. They went from being in a negative aspect to seeing my wife who took the time. I'm just going to the store. I'm going to look good for me. But it always brings back positive vibes because people like the fact it's like she took time for her. She may just be going to the dollar store, Walmart, but she's not going to go out and look bad. We see it all the time, all the memes about the people at Walmart. Is there times when you need to run out to the store in your pajamas? Sure. 
I mean, there are times and you, you got to run out and it's like, you know, I'm not going to worry about this. My focus is getting this or getting that. But one of the things I love about my wife, she is truly a saint. Now, I'm not saying she's not a sinner. I, again, I'm not looking at her like that. But when we have people come over, you know, she's a student. She's a worker. She's got all this other stuff going on. But she always takes the time to straighten up. So when people come in, they feel comfortable. They can see our crafting stuff. They can see our things. They see our pets. My wife's not worried about that. She's not worried about appearing to be something. She wants them to know you're number one in our household. We want you to be comfortable. We want you to smell things because what's going to happen? That reflection of happiness, that reflection of, wow, they did this for me to come over. They, our friends, our family know we're busy, but it's that extra step my wife makes sure to take for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are because to her, you're, you're the most important person. You know, we're going to bring you to the household and that's what we're going to reflect. This is Alan Wolford, the sinner reminding you to plan, prepare, communicate, and engage. And thank you for listening to today's show. And as you go out and as you start to turn the dial, please don't turn it to country music. I don't want you crying. You're going to be crying from this already, from all the reflection. What you see is the most important thing. What others see is the best that you could give them. Go out and be happy for yourself. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. How do you feel? A little dizzy? Maybe a little nauseous? That was one hell of a ride, I know. It's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, Google Alan the Safety Guy. You'll find all the socials there. Connect with us, or else. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man.